Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to a seven-time Redemption Press author. This is Judy Laffler's seventh book with us, and she goes by J.C. Laffler as her professional author name. And the book we're going to talk about today is Love, What's God Got to Do With It? And just before I go ahead and bring that conversation to you, uh, let me give you a little bit about her. From a young age, J.C. Laffler always wanted to write, but she ended up in a government career that lasted almost 32 years. Now she spends her days writing about faith in God and enjoys puzzles, painting, and traveling. She and her husband, David, have six children, 10 grandchildren. They live in Portage, Michigan, and winter in Missouri City, Texas. Her novels include Lost and Found, Amazing Grace, Hope Everlasting, Leap of Faith, Finding Joy, Love Never Fails, and the latest, Love, What's God Got to Do With It? JC's eighth novel is currently going through the editing process with us as we speak. So now before I roll this conversation, I need to tell you to be looking out for some really exciting changes that we are going to be implementing soon on the podcast. It is going to be so good. So stay tuned and let's go ahead and roll it. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to a Redemption Press author who has written many books with us. So she's not a brand new Redemption Press author. She is a veteran Redemption Press author, Judy Laffler, and her newest book, Love, What's God Got to Do With It? So Judy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Athena. So before we jump into talking about your book, I would just love for our listening audience to hear one of your favorite Romans 8.28 stories that kind of just puts God in the spotlight of how he has taken something that wasn't so good and brought good out of it. Yeah, I can think of one one that jumps into my mind is something that happened after I think about my third book. And I was thinking, all right, how am I just going to write a couple books or am I going to keep writing? And um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And later that night, we went out to dinner, my husband and I, and ran into this woman who, as we were leaving the restaurant, she came up and just said, are you J.C. Laffler? And I said, Yes, that's I write under that name. And she said, I just have to tell you, she said, I read your book. Um, Hope Everlasting, I think, is the one that she picked. And she said, you have no idea how much I needed those words from the Bible that were in that book for something that I was going on that was going on in my life. And so it made me just stop. And my husband and I were talking on the way home. It's like, this isn't all about me. I'm just there doing what I think God wants me to do. And that's just one of the ways that I know I'm doing what he wants me to do. Because Mm. 
it only takes one person to come up and say, you don't know what that meant to me to know you're doing the right thing. And so that's kind of, that's what's kept me going, um, working on book number eight right now. And every time I get a different God message, when I'm either just before or when I'm in the midst of writing a story. So it really keeps me close to God. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, talk about God's providence and his timing when you're sitting here going, well, am I really going to just keep doing this or is this just not worth my time or not really what you want me to do, God? And and to feel like maybe you're not going to anymore and that right. kind of discouragement or whatever those emotions were. And then to have God just give you this little kiss on the cheek I know. of this woman coming up to you and saying it changed her life. Yeah. Wow. It was really special. And since that time, I think every time I finish a book and it's all done and all the work's done and I'm just getting to watch people enjoy it, I think, okay, is there anything next? And so far, every time I get to that point, which I'm just about at now, um, something happens to, to give me a little picture of what my next book is going to be. So um, in this case, in Love, What's God Got to Do With It? I really just, you know, I was asked to do, be part of that Proposals Gone Awry, you know, set of books about romance. And I really hadn't done pure romance. So when I wrote this book, it was like, okay, I'm counting on you, God. You know, I know there's a message out there. And when I started, I didn't even use the same names in my final book. But it just seemed like the things that I was thinking of were right along the way with, hey, a romance can show how God's needed just as well as a mystery can or an encouragement book. There's every bit. In, in fact, in this book, I find there's even more ways to encourage people to have that connection with God before they take on big moments in their life, such as marriage. So I ended up finding that to be one of the ones that really kept me the closest to God and looking up verses because there's so much of God in the Bible that talks about marriage. So mm -hmm. that was really fun for me to write, even though it was a little different than my other books. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So before, because we're going to talk a little bit more about your book, but I wanted just to give our audience um, a little peek inside your life. What, just tell us a little bit about J.C. Loeffler. Well, I, I've always wanted to write a book. Um, I worked for the government for 32 years. And towards the end of that career, I wasn't sure if there was, this is a silly way to put it, but I felt like maybe there's a time for me to still write a book. But I had been playing with some characters and a story during my marketing for the government because I'd have a lot of time at home at night in my hotel room with, you know, no one there. And so I st had started writing this book. And so I was talking with my supervisor at work one day and um, she asked me about it because I had told her that I was writing this and she begged me to let her read. I had 12 chapters. So she read the book. And when she got done, she said, I have just one thing to say. You need to get this published. You need to finish it and get it published. So that was huge encouragement coming from, you know, my supervision at in my government career. But there's just always that there. 
there's always been that drive in me from a young girl to want to write stories. I did all kinds of things growing up. My mom will never forget. They got me a re I wanted a recorder for Christmas when I was about tw 10 or 12, I guess. And so they got me one and I would tape stories. I would make up stories and then tape them with sound effects in the background and just have a blast with it. She never lets me forget how she knew that I was going to do this someday. And so that, that's been the background of my life. Like I said, I worked for the government for 32 years. And when I retired, I think I retired in October. And by February, I had the book completed and had been accepted to have it published. So um, I've been retired. It'll be eight years in October. And I've written eight novels. So I guess it takes me about a year to complete the process. Yeah. And in the background, I have an amazing husband. He is such a godly man, and he does nothing but encourage my writing. So he looks at this as my ministry, and I pray every day about how it's going to touch people. Um, I've had everyone from a 10-year-old who has almost become my little mentee under me, wanting to know about writing and loving my stories and telling me, if something bad happens in my life, I'm just going to pull out one of your stories and read it because they are so awesome and they encourage me. So that's kind of what my life's all about right now. So I would love to hear kind of just a thumbnail sketch of the story that you wrote for the Love Gone Awry series. Um, love, what's God got to do with it? Just give us a just a little bit of an outline. Okay. So this is about a couple who really thought they had their act together. They were both a little older, in their 40s. Um, they hadn't been married, weren't ready to, to look at the marriage thing. They had both had good jobs. And the girl in the story had lost her father as a teenager. And as a result of that, she was very angry inside because she felt like she had prayed and prayed and her dad was a godly man and didn't understand why he died anyway in spite of her prayers. So she had kind of turned her back on God and put all her energies into getting a good job, you know, making a good career and doing what she needed to to be successful. And so then she moves to the Carolinas and she meets Luke. And Luke has taken over his father's accounting business. He um, grew up and went through college and was working there part-time through college. And his dad finally retires and he takes over the account accounting business. So both of them are in really good spots as, as far as careers and think they've done really well in life so far. And then they meet. And it doesn't take either one of them very long to, to realize they have real feelings for each other. I think when it's right, you just know it's right. And that's how they both felt. But Luke sensed resistance when Abby wouldn't go to church with him or she'd go, but she wouldn't participate. And she didn't want anything to do with prayers being answered and all this because she just had just hardened her heart towards God in spite of the fact that for her first 13 or 14 years, they had been very involved in church and she knew her parents believed and it was just really different. So the story finally just goes through phases where they come together and then 
get a little worried when the whole faith thing comes up. Mm. And so finally, you know, they have to figure out that if they want to be together, they've got to work on that first. And so the whole book goes through what happens. And because it was part of Proposals Gone Awry, part of the story shows three different proposals that just didn't happen. And in the end, they realized there was a good reason for that. So mm. I don't want to tell more and give no, away the no, story. No, no, no. You, you were her appetite. Fun, it was such a fun story. And I remember part of my life going through wondering if there was really a devil and how to portray that the devil tries to use you just like God does, you know, and it's, it's also a battle there. So I think this story does a good job of helping you understand that the devil has very devious ways of getting your attention, but God will prevail if you just have faith. Amen. Amen. Okay, so what I would like to do in kind of wrapping this up is um, just ask you for, in your life, some tips and tools that have worked for you in helping you see God working all things together for good, because that's what he's doing all the time. But it, sometimes when it's hard, we don't really see it when we're in the middle of it. Right. I think that my writing has really brought me so much closer to God because once I wrote my first book, I knew that I was always going to include something on faith and scripture and the fact that if you have troubles in life, there really is an answer in the Bible if you just look for it. And because I'm looking for that in every book I write and reading through the Bible, um, I think that has helped me stay close to God. So one of the things I would say is open your Bible. I opened my Bible. Let me think. It was before Christmas and decided I was looking for a book to read. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to just sit down and start reading the Bible. Like I'm reading a story, like I'm reading any other book. Cause I always have a book that I'm reading. Um, so I've started doing that and it's already given me a different feel about certain parts of the Bible because it goes through step by step how the world was created, how we came to be. And so um, the other thing I would say is people, the people that you hang out with have an impact on your life. Mm. If you continuously, continuously choose to spend time with people, unless you have a feeling that your faith may cause them to be able to turn to Jesus, then if the people have already declared they're not going to, then either you walk away or you make a stab at trying to get them to understand why you believe so strongly in your faith. And, um, but I just think that the people you surround yourself with and hang out with, if they aren't godly, you're likely to do things that maybe you wouldn't do if you hung around with people who are. Because mm -hmm. hanging around with everybody I've met since I started writing with Redemption and, and going to some of these women's conferences, it has had a huge impact on my life. Mm -hmm. And it makes you feel good, you know, it's, it, and it makes other people feel good. And I've learned how easily I can impact another person going through something difficult just by being there for them and having them know I'm a, a Christian woman. Amen. And that is true. I mean, we have to, the enemy 
is very devious and he if he can plant us in the middle of a crowd that will tempt us and lure us away from him he wants to do that so we have to intentionally think about who we hang around and i mean unless we are going into a situation where we're going to make an impact and god has sent us there to minister right. to someone that you know but that doesn't mean you stay there and hang around with all those people that it may be a you go in you do what he asks you to do and then you you know yeah. you get out and you go from there but that is just such a great point because uh when when you're the people you're around i mean if you're going through a hard time and trying to keep focused on the lord and saying Lord, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why I'm having to go through this, but I trust you that you're going to bring good out of it, even though it doesn't feel very good right now. Right. When there's people around you that don't love God, they're going to curse God and say, "Why?" you know, the, just the negative response to what's happening to you. And that's not a great thing to, I mean, if you can no. avoid that, then I would avoid being around people that are going to exactly. just, you know, yeah. And, you know, you get comfortable. I mean, I had some of the gals from the Christian Communicators Conference stay at my home this summer. There were about eight of us. And I don't know how many times when something came up, we all held hands and got in a circle and prayed for it. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have friends like that and people in your life like that, it's amazing. So if you think not associating with the, the people of faith, doesn't have an impact. It does. It mm -hmm. absolutely does. Because I felt like God was right there in the house with us. And that's such a great feeling to know there's someone there that cares. Amen. So. Amen. And, you know, the enemy would like to do no more than isolate us and get us to not be around the people of faith that will encourage us and, and be, you know, an, an example for us, he yeah. would rather just say, Oh, they won't understand. They're not going to understand. They're not They're Yeah. They're going to point at you. They're going to judge you. So no, you don't want to be around them, you know? And that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do is respond to that kind of a wrong, con wrong conclusion of what. Sure. Being and you around. find if you are with godly people that that's, stops happening. And I mean, it doesn't happen very often because God's got you and he knows, yep. you know, that you're his child. And so you don't find yourself in those situations nearly as much as you, if you, you know, didn't believe like that and have that going on. So. All right, my friend. Well, it has just been delightful to have you on the podcast today. Um, if we have some people listening today that want to find you online, what's, where's the best place to do that? Go to jclaffler.com. All my books are there. Um, things that I do in my life. Um, upcoming book, if I have one, you'll find a little script there about that. Um, just anything you want to know about any of my stories is right there on my website. All right. Wonderful. Well, my friend, thank you so much. And God, continue to bless your ministry of writing. Thank you, Athena. I really appreciate you having me. Oh, you bet. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. 
If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.